are you looking to start a podcast like this? Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, computers, or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Hi listeners, good day, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this episode of This Dev Life. Today we have on the show with us Elijah Oyekunle, who is a software developer. I've known him now for how many years now? About five, six years. Over five years. Yeah, over five years. <laughs> and he's been a real chill guy. He's been awesome. Uh, so we got Elijah on the show today and you know as usual we'll talk about daily life of developers on this show and we have Elijah to tell us a little bit more about himself and what he does. So Elijah will give it to you to introduce yourself. Thanks. Uh, so um, hi everyone, my name is Elijah Oyekunle. I'm a software engineer at Protex.io. Um, that's a German company but I work remotely from Nigeria. Um, my work is focused on backend development. Every day I'm mostly working with Bolang, um, um, Node.js, and Kubernetes. Um, I work on a team of about four other backend engineers um, that, that work on the core of the, of the company's product. Um, I've been coding for about five years now, right around the time that I met Sarah. So um, that, was, that was my first year at the university. And, um i've done a lot of things over the years um played around with um front-end development um drupal WordPress development mobile apps but now i'm focused on backend engineering and infrastructure development okay okay thanks for that elijah so uh yeah. if we're gonna talk about what a typical day for you looks like when you wake up when you sleep what goes on within that X number of hours that you're active during the day as a developer? Right. Um, so I sleep around 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. I try to I try to make it earlier, but um, it's like kind of late in my nature. So that's when I can go to sleep. Then I wake up around 8, 8 a.m. Mm. I'm usually in bed for about an hour. I'm usually just reading, um, reading something because my brain is still foggy, so I'm just trying to ease into my day by reading something. It, it could be a novel, it could be a technical book that I'm reading, it could be an article. So I do that for about an hour, and then that's when I leave the bedroom and go, you know, freshen up, take my bath. I don't eat, I don't eat breakfast because I practice um, intermittent fasting, so I eat all my meals between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. So um, 
around 9 30 a.m that's when i you know go into my office and then uh start working on my start, start working on my projects usually if i have emails that i need to respond to because that's when i that's what i do first um if i have pending prs that i need to review from my teammates um i do that first as well um if i have any pending messages generally that's what i do and then from there i usually have a to do to do list from the previous from the previous day that um that i just get to immediately and see see what i can do my team has a daily call every day by 12 p.m nigerian time so i usually have about two hours 30 minutes of work before the daily call and then immediately after that it's just a short call like 15 minutes so that's when i eat my first meal and then um just go back to work um around 12 45 and then i do that till about 1 30. that's when i would take a nap if 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 that's a nap day for me so <laughs> some days um if i didn't if i didn't feel like if i just feel like taking a nap um usually i want it that's when i do it um, i don't want to nap but sometimes there's just um there's just a lot of messages that i'm writing and love emails and work and i just can't take a break so that's that's when i just skip naps but i like taking a nap because it keeps me refreshed for the second part of my day that starts out around 3 p.m because if I didn't take a nap around 6 p.m., my brain starts feeling um, like it can't do anything anymore. But usually having a nap helps me stay focused for the rest of the day till about 9 or 10 p.m. Um, so that's what I do. Then around 2 30, that's when I go back to work. Um, if it's a day that I'm running, and I usually run every two days, I'm every other day. So today, for example, I'm not running. But I ran yesterday and I'm running tomorrow. So my runs, I have them by 4 p.m. and 4 or 5 p.m. every day. Um, and that's why I have a treadmill at home because, uh, so when I started running, I was running physically, you know, on the roads. Just wake up, yeah, wake up, put on my boots, then hit the roads, usually around six or seven. But then I noticed that um, I don't like waking up that early just to run. And, if if I put it off by one or two hours, the roads get the cars are already on the road, and so you can smell the exhaust, mm. and it's not it's not as comfortable as if you're running very early when the cars are not out yeah. yet. So that's when I decided to get a treadmill. So I have a treadmill in the living room that I use. So usually around four five p.m. Um, it just helps me exercise at my own convenience. So I do that and then take a quick bath. It's my second. And last meal before before 6 p.m. and then go back to work. Um, so usually what I'm doing at that time isn't going to be a lot of coding. Um, if I have pending tasks though, I try to finish it up then. But around 6 p.m. that's when I do more of a reading learning phase. Um, I usually have a book that I'm reading, technical book. Um, I try to read that till about 8 p.m. and then that's when I you know i have i got we just got a ps4 um last oh. week so why not ps5 so for now that <laughs> well it's not it's not released yet right <laughs> okay so, but you well, pre-ordered right but <laughs> no we didn't but i mean once it's out we're gonna get it yeah most definitely 
yeah anyways so 8 p.m that's when you know that's when that happens um it may it, sometimes it's, it's a movie sometimes it's a game with my housemates and that's for about two hours to ten then i just go to bed and start unwinding um i'll probably read a book for about one hour if i sleep um, usually fiction just something light um something light. fiction or or a little bit of history something like that so then about 12 12 1 there about <laughs> okay yeah, yeah so I, I noticed in your day there's a lot of reading you read when you wake up you read during the day you read in the evening you read before bed that's a lot of reading during the day man yeah. <laughs> well during the day is not because usually between nine and six about I'm, I'm always just, just when I'm walking um but yeah my reading during the day is usually about three hours every day so um, I try to fit in about like an hour of fiction and two hours of technical work yeah oh, that looks chill okay so that's how Elijah's day looks like um is <laughs> I think he reads more than I do <laughs> to be honest I think I read now. I see someone who is who reads <laughs> really? more than me, and it's really cool, you know. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, the next section we'll be talking about is, um, you know, as developers, as anyone in any field, there are challenges we face every day. Or some days might be challenge-free, some days might be full of challenges or issues or things that make you wanna take your laptop and hit it on the ground. What are those things for you? Right. So for me, um, usually what I find challenging is when I'm unable to just get into the flow and just and just just do what I'm what it is that I'm supposed to do. So sometimes it's it's a little bit harder to to focus um, when you're distracted. My mind is wandering and I just can't focus. Uh, just that's my biggest challenge. And I don't. I don't have much of a fix for it. If I wake up one day and I discover that I can't focus on my work, then it's an off day. That's right. Huh. That's that's what I call you it. You see, it's an off I day. want to be it's like you when I grow. I just wake up. <laughs> well, the past still stack up, right? I still have to respond to messages or review PRs, but I just can't code that day. So um, then it's probably just movies or maybe I'll have some friends over or just go visit some friends and just basically have, have some fun so I feel like if if so usually if I start a day and I just can't focus sometimes in the evening that's when I feel like I can't do it or maybe not at all and then it's the next day so that's that's a challenge for me um I mean I I would just like to be able to maybe wake up I mean you hear about Elon Musk um 80 hours a week working and I have, I'm asking myself how do you work 80 hours a week I mean I I mean, I can't even imagine it, right? It's just for fun to wake up one day and know that 9 to 6, you just focus on like a machine, getting things done, and then the next day, 9 to 6 again, then the next, and the next, and every day you're just getting it done. But that's just fiction. Yeah, that's, it's total, me, total fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Exactly. Because there, the, yeah, there are days I don't feel like working at all for like three days stretch. Like, I just, I'm totally turned off. Like, I, I, I put on my system, I have a couple of them on the table, and I just sit for hours, not knowing what to do. And I'm like, okay, 
I'm doing nothing no more. I pick up my tablet. I go Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Netflix. I mean, that that's that's solution, right? I mean, YouTube. Sometimes I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. You know, I mean, there's this. I'm watching like skits, maybe Kiampiu or Thailand Trip and Tyler or or Saturday Night Live uh, clips on YouTube. Just you know, doing that. To, you know, I like and focus on on my work again. So that's a challenge. Um, that's a challenge. Um, but the others are just going to be what comes in in the work itself, like uh, trying to make an architectural decision and all those things. But I mean, those are those that's just part of the work itself. Um, I don't really have a lot of challenges. Like at work with my team, for example, um, my team is pretty. Um, I work on a pretty dynamic team. Um, everybody, everybody's pretty good. Um, I mean, I'm privileged to work with a pretty smart team. So, um, if I'm having any issues technically, there's usually someone that can resolve it. And then um, we don't have like an asshole boss or or an asshole project manager or something. Mm-hmm. Everybody, that's that part. Then you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know that just. That just happens. Um, I think one other thing you may call a challenge is that on my team, I happen to um, usually when we are onboarding new clients, for example, I'm usually on some of the setup calls uh, as a developer backup. And sometimes the clients are in the US and they want to have it maybe 10, 10 a.m. Pacific time, for example, and that's 9 p.m. my time or 10. And I usually, I don't, I mean, for example, I don't like working that late, right? But you just have, so you, that just happens like maximum once a week. So that, that happens, you know, just do like a one hour call and then in the evening and then that's it. Okay. But then again, my team is pretty nice. Usually that one hour, the next day, I get to not work for like an hour, mm. for like the same duration. Yeah, that, that's chill. You know, that's chill. So um, yeah. on my team also, if I get to travel on a weekend, for example, let's say I, I travel for work on a weekend, and normally I'm not supposed to work on a weekend, but that traveling is actually part of work. What happens is I can take the next full day off, or I can decide any day to take wow. off my my work schedule and just take that day off, rest and chill. It's it's really good to have a nice Great. team. Yeah. That's what we pray for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. All yeah. right, okay. So, those are some of the challenges Elijah faces in his daily life as a dev, as someone who writes code who supposed uh, the, his customers. Also, the last part of uh, what we normally talk about is for folks trying to get into the field of software development, how do they get started? What tips do you have for folks that are starting or folks that are not that senior yet or don't have a clue of where to be? They are just learning the programming language, of course. One brother told them, ah, JavaScript is great, Python is great, and they start learning it. What advice would you have for them? Okay, um, I mean, for the most important advice for me would be to, and, and it's something that someone told me myself when I was just starting out, is to stay grounded. Um, that, that's what he said, stay grounded. And the way I interpreted it was, um, don't rush, focus on the basics, um, build the foundation. And I think that in anything that's 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 just really important and 
you need to be clear with yourself on what it is that you want that you're doing do you want to be a software engineer do you want to be a really good software engineer or do you just want to put for one or two years and then leave software engineering and then maybe go start a company and become a ceo or go into business or what because um when you have your motivations right then that can always guide you if you if you really focus on being a good software engineer then you need to focus on the basics and not rush things um i mean it's good to also have so, so when you're starting out i know a lot of people like to like focus on maybe backend engineering for example and then have a stack maybe node and node and mysql for example or if you have a front end just pick react something and then not even bother to understand the paradigms and the other technologies so may i think that when you're starting out it's a good idea to spend like one or two years just try just being a generalist basically um pick pick um pick golang for example that's a compiled typed language pick javascript that's interpreted and non-typed pick python that's um python is something else on its own um so just pick java for example java is object-oriented and um and compiled as well and all these languages have their own philosophies they have their own design uh principles just understand how all these things work work with um mongodb work with postgres work with um work with cassandra um so just try to understand how all of this all of these technologies work together if you're going to focus on the front end understand what, what react does what angular does what view does differently and you know if you if you're working on api design understand how restful apis work understand the rpcs so just understand all the different technologies as much as you can um and never stop learning even when you eventually find a stack that you feel most comfortable with you still have to once in a while just pick a book on something maybe a blog post on something that that you've been wanting to learn and you know just stay so just stay really grounded right always learning always thinking about how to improve yourself and then the point where you feel like there's nothing more to learn um are you good that's the dangerous point of point where you start where you start gets you know complacent and stop improving yourself because through this there's always there's always something to learn there's there's always there's always something to learn right um there are some things that when you're working in a startup for example there's some habits that are not enforced for example if you work in a startup people aren't really going to emphasize you writing tests for your code for example or setting up a good uh, deployment pipeline especially if you have a lot of independence or if you're a freelancer and you're delivering the project with clients you don't have to write tests for them I mean, that was so. When I started, I would have clients wanting an API to do this, an API to do that, and I would just code it up. I didn't have to write this. I didn't have to copy Docker. I didn't have to learn any one of these things. But for me, I just took it as okay. Um, if even if the client isn't requesting that, I mean, I do things that can make me better. I'm still going to invest in my learning and just try to make this software really good, mm. even though. There's, there's really no expectation. So that was when I started uh, picking up the basics of uh, test-driven development on my own. When I started working with Docker, and I mean that was that, that was just me working on something that the client didn't even request. All they wanted was the service running in the cloud. But that was 
So, you know, so I was just playing around with all those technologies, working with Elastic Container Service. Um, when I started working with Go as well, that was just me deciding to do a client project, a client's project in Go. Um, at, at that point, I had worked with PHP, Node.js, but Go looked really interesting to me. So I was like, you know, let me work with Go for this project and learn it. So, um, so that, I mean, that was good. I, the language is really easy to pick up and then um, you know, so all those principles, um, they are very important. Um, for example, one of the things that, that I like to tell people is that code is for human beings, right? When you're writing code, you, you can write something in like five different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to write code to do something, for example, you can write a single line that is going to get it done and it's going to be efficient, but it's going to be extremely unreadable. Yeah. Right. And you can break, <laughs> you can break that one line. You can make it like three or four lines that does the same thing without any loss in efficiency, but it's much much clearer. And if if you have to pick between between of two, I mean, you always go for the option that's much clearer for people to understand. I, I always feel like, and that's something. Um, Donald Donald Knott um, is a software engineer. I mean, he wrote the art programming books. It calls it literate programming. So you're writing code that can be read, you know, kind of like literature, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's the goal. But <laughs> but you just do your best. Just look over it and try to see and show that somebody can actually read this code. It's gonna make sense. No, it may be that it's just a, it's just a project that you're doing on your own. Nobody may ever check it. But all these principles that you're building on your own when you're working on a team, for example. Those are the things that are really going to help you, um, to help you grow as a developer. And it, it's a process that takes time, so it's very important not to rush the process and not to feel frustrated um, when there is when you have a setback or when you reach a level that you feel like you want to push push forward, but you're finding it hard to push forward. Um, so at that point, that's that's just like one of those points where you just stick to it and um, not get frustrated, not giving up. You know, over time, the it's all going to it's all going to pay off. Um, in it's all going to pay off in your career. So that is just my advice for for wow. engineers. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Elijah, for coming on the show. I've learned some few things, even though you might decide to believe it or not. It's up to you. I've learned from you today. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so once again, thank you for coming. Thank you for actually eating the call. Uh, I hope when next we Thanks try God. to bring you on. Of course, you are on the next episode, so you will answer us. <laughs> uh, so listeners, okay. we've been listening to Elijah Oyekunle. Uh, it's been nice having him on the show, and there are a lot of tips to catch on. If you miss some things, you can go back, rewind, play it all over again and you can get along with that so that's it on today's episode of this day of life thank you for joining us we'll see you again next week thanks for joining this episode of this dev life make the date on the next episode of this dev life where we talk things dev and life